So when we first start our spiritual awakening, or even if we've been doing it for a while, we can still fall into these little pitfalls once in a while. By shining awareness on it and giving it some love and attention, you can move out of that in a gentle way so that you can get back on the path and start feeling like you are living in alignment with your purpose and just owning your mastery all together. Welcome to Sovereign Solutions, a lifestyle podcast for your soul. I am your host, Cody Ann Smith. I'm a spiritual advisor and teacher who is passionate about helping you master your life, upgrading your energy, answering your highest calling, and leaving a legacy that powerfully impacts the world. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for your gift of presence, for spending your time and energy here with me on the show. It really means the world to me that you decided to press play today. Now, before we get too far into today's topic, I would like to invite you over to my Instagram account and Facebook account. Instagram is Cody Smith at Sovereign Solutions, spelled just like this podcast. And then Facebook is Cody Ann Smith. There you will have an opportunity to ask me questions that I might answer here on upcoming episodes, and I want you to be able to be a part of that. So I look forward to seeing you guys over there on those platforms. Now, today's episode is about common pitfalls that we might run into along our spiritual awakening. So when we first start our spiritual awakening, or even if we've been doing it for a while, we can still fall into these little pitfalls once in a while. And the way that we move out of these is really based on our approach and how we respond to what's going on. So I'm going to go over a couple of these just so that maybe, you know, maybe you have some difficulty in your journey right now, and maybe you're falling into one of these pitfalls that are very, very common for all of us. And if that's the case, by shining awareness on it and giving it some love and attention, you can move out of that in a gentle way so that you can get back on the path and start feeling like you are living in alignment with your purpose and just owning your mastery all together. So the very first thing that I know was difficult for me when I first started was that I would look at spiritual teachers and I would look at like my mentors and people like that as somebody who was up on a hierarchy, right? Like they were above me in some way. So I know that when that happened to me, it made me feel really insecure about how far I was in my own journey. But what I was forgetting was that everyone's journey is unique and we are all equal on equal playing fields. And just because somebody might be what I would determine further along than me doesn't necessarily put me below them. And I know that this is so, so common, especially when we're moving from that age of the guru, right? Where people would have gurus and they would listen and hang on to every single word that those gurus would say. And those gurus were great at that day and age, but now we are moving into a new age where we're not relying necessarily on other people for answers as much as we are relying on 
our inner being, our guidance and our own sovereignty. So the first pitfall I would say would be putting others on a pedestal, idolizing other people, and then maybe devaluing yourself. That can happen very easily. But then I also know that there's the flip side to this. And this is what we kind of refer to as the spiritual ego. The spiritual ego, <laughs> Richard Rudd, the Gene Keys, he refers to it as like a madman, right? You, It's like giving, uh, the spiritual ego is like giving a madman a Ferrari is what he says. And it's true because what can happen is, you know, if we're doing this work and we are looking at other people who maybe are not on the same awakening journey as we are, it can be really tempting to want them to follow in our steps so much so that we become self-righteous in a way where we look at them and we're like, well, we have been doing this work and feel maybe superior to other people. And I know that this is a very difficult thing to talk about because when we have to look deep at ourselves and be honest with ourselves about these things, it can be extremely uncomfortable. But I also want to let you know that it's just normal because every single person here, you and me both, we have an ego. We have to have an ego because it's part of this existence on this spiritual, I mean, on this earthly plane, right? So that again is the first pitfall, but really it kind of reminds me of the Gene Key 44 because the Gene Key 44 is all based around hierarchy. And at the shadow frequency, if we are uh, either valuing somebody else and putting them above us, or we are being the ones that we're placing at the top of the hierarchy and looking down as though other people aren't as far as we are, then that creates interference. And it actually keeps us from being able to work in harmonious uh, communities and societies and within our own families, actually, because it keeps us from experiencing the city or the divine essence of synarchy, which is not the same as hierarchy. And it also limits our ability to truly listen to what another person's saying and fully be present with them so that we can work as a team. Okay, so remember, we are all in this together. This spiritual work that you are doing, the spiritual work that I'm doing, we're doing it for ourselves, but we're also doing it for each other. And that's why I think this one's like the most important one to touch on. So I just wanted to bring that one up first. With that being said, it kind of goes into this next thing that I've noticed. And when you first start out, especially, I think this one really does go hand in hand with like the beginner stages. But the one pitfall that I have also fallen in is relying on the external world for answers. Okay. So like when we first start waking up, when we first start experiencing the fact that we are not just these physical beings and we're actually spiritual and magical and we can manifest things and we start to see signs from our angels such as like angel numbers we can use those we can tend to look at those as confirmation for from the external world right and that's okay to be able to 
use those as a tool. But what can happen, and I know this by experience, is that we can stop ourselves from connecting with our true guidance. And that happens from an internal place. So it keeps us from our sovereignty in a lot of ways if we're like constantly looking to the outside world for confirmation. Now, I'm not saying not to appreciate when those things show up, but that's as far as it should go. It should just be there to maybe catch your attention and remind you of your spiritual path, right? And I know for me, like when I first started, I'm like, okay, so if this is meant for me, if this thing that I'm like gonna do is meant for me, then I'm going to wait for a sign from the outside world, right? I'll see, you know, something on a billboard or I'll see angel numbers or something like that. And that will be my confirmation. You know, I used to do this and it kept me dependent on something external from me, which prevented me from actually going really deep inside and being able to trust my inner guidance. Because here's the thing, like, I was so disconnected from being able to trust myself in the first place. And you might relate with this, but I was relying on something outside of me to say, yes, you're doing this right. And this journey really isn't about that. This journey is a journey inward. So that's just another you know, pitfall that we can run into. And I see it also with other tools such as like, tarot cards or crystals, these external things we might think are the means that get us to an end. But in reality, in a spiritual sense, they are just a tool to help us on our journey, which is really kind of the next thing that I wanted to touch on today is that one of the biggest things that we can do to hold ourselves back is to forget that this isn't actually a journey and get stuck on a destination that's created from our mental body that's like an image of what we think we're supposed to be aiming for. And what I mean by this is with ascension, for example. We talk about 5D, we talk about ascension in this community a lot, and we can have these ideas in our heads of what that might look like. And that's okay because it's great to have an ideal, but what can happen is it can be tainted. Those ideals can get tainted with it becoming a destination. So it's like this count, this, this endless mountain that we have to continuously climb that we might not ever reach, you know, and then we don't even experience the journey. And when we don't experience the spiritual journey, then it becomes an illusion that we are actually growing because we can only actually grow when we are experiencing the journey. But if we're on this destination, we're like constantly striving for something more, constantly, and there's nothing wrong with striving for more. It's just, it has to be purified, right? It has to be with the right intention. And instead of constantly striving to something, you know, that seems to be unattainable. It can really create this sense of pushing, right? We have to push through and try to get this thing. And that right there can keep us from the very thing, which Buddha says so famously, 
My teaching is a raft whereon men may reach the far shore. The sad fact is that so many mistake the raft for the shore. And this means a lot of different things. We can dive real deep into that and we can contemplate what that means, you know, on multiple levels. And sometimes it can mean that we're trying to attain a bunch of spiritual knowledge and we think that by attaining that spiritual knowledge that we're actually doing the spiritual work and that can elude us. And that's why I love the gene keys so much because the gene keys are set up in a way where it's almost foolproof. You cannot actually just learn a bunch of things in the gene keys without letting it kind of absorb into your system. So I really love that about this system is that the gene keys are set up in a way that does really illuminate your inner knowing already. And it gets interpreted through your personal filter, which is ultimately the gift that you have to offer humanity. Because if you really think about it, All of us are saying the same things, except for we each have our own ways of doing that, which I think is really, really neat. But I don't want to get too far off course here because it is really true that we can mistake the raft for the shore. And by creating this destination of where we think we're trying to head to, it can actually stop us from experiencing the journey and the beauty along the way, which is really a shame because we have so much to experience in this lifetime. And by allowing uh, ourselves to experience all these things, we give ourselves one of the greatest gifts. And that is the experience and journey of our spiritual journey here on this physical plane. And there's one main topic that I have that I want to cover before I end this episode. And that is about spiritual bypassing. So, What is spiritual bypassing? Well, spiritual bypassing is when we pretty much just don't accept the totality of life, okay? So we have both positive and negative in life. We have high frequency and low frequency. We have dark and light. And when it comes to spiritually bypassing, we can tend to only focus on one main thing, which usually is just positive thinking. That's why a lot of people don't like affirmations because they know somewhere deep in their soul that when they tell themselves these affirmations, they feel like they're lying to themselves because there's that part of them that knows that there's more to life than just love, bliss, beauty, and joy, right? I mean, that's a very big part of this, yes, but spiritual journeys are really done in a totality, right? So that means that we're not just all light. We can't just have that. Otherwise, we can't have the experience of expansion. Expansion comes from different poles of existence. And that's why we have our shadows and our gifts, for example, in the gene keys. It helps to balance things out. And it reminds us that the shadow isn't a bad thing that we have to run away from and spiritually bypass by acting like it doesn't exist. Because when we do that, we actually create more suffering for ourselves. Suffering always happens when we don't accept all of who we are. Because we'll never feel whole if we don't accept all of who we are. Which, don't get me wrong, this is a very, very tough thing to do especially since we have this pressure to always be perfect and to show up in perfection 
for society and within our families. And, you know, they, we have these ideas of the perfect mother or the perfect coach or mentor or perfect teacher, you know, and these things are just, they're, they just kind of remind me of trying to reach that mountain, that destination that just doesn't really exist, you know? So spiritually bypassing can show up in many, many different ways. And I've seen this time and time again, where, you know, people have asked things like, I'm feeling this really low state. Like I'm not feeling really good. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling kind of angry. I'm not really enjoying how I feel. What can I do to raise my vibration? Right. And that question alone sends off alarms in me nowadays. You know, I used to do that too, though. I used to be like, okay, I need to get out of this state. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be striving for this higher vibration, this higher way of being, this higher frequency, right? But when I hear this question now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much compassion for that question though, because I totally get it. But what I see is recommendations of, well, just meditate or journal or exercise or go and listen to music and dance, go socialize, go do these things, which I understand the innocence in this. I totally do. And at the same time, they can be used as tools to bypass what's really, really, really going on and what's asking us to look at, right? So anytime we feel low frequency feelings and we think that we have to strive for this this destination, we might think that, well, it's not okay to feel this way. And if we feel like it's not okay to feel the way we feel, we immediately disown and disconnect ourselves from the wholeness of who we are. And this is the essence of spiritual bypassing. So what I recommend to do when you feel this way and you feel like, oh, I just don't want to feel this way. How do I raise my vibration? is to just accept where you are. And that works every single time because this is about honoring yourself. And part of a spiritual journey is honoring all, right? All things have the right to exist. And our dharma, our destiny, is always bringing us opportunities to transmute any karma that's inside of our DNA, our junk DNA, the karma. That's the whole point in our spiritual journey here on this planet is to transmute that. We are alchemists of light, each and every one of us, you, me, all of us. And the more that we do this work and the more that we find these pitfalls and we're like, oh, (laughs) this is one of those pitfalls that Cody was talking about. Then we have an opportunity to gracefully move through that with gentleness, right? Because This isn't about like beating yourself over the head with a stick, trying to tell yourself, you know, why do you keep messing this up? What are you doing? This isn't about beating ourselves up because that actually stunts our growth. And it's actually been proven that when we're under stress, which we can create for ourselves by beating ourselves up, we become less intelligent. We don't make decisions from our core stability, from our centeredness, if we are feeling out of balance. And another way that we kind of can spiritually bypass is by relying on systems to tell us what our purpose is and what we are here to do and that kind of thing. But I don't mean 
playing in those systems, right? Of course, they are great. They're great guideposts, right? The gene keys are a guidepost. They're just, they give you something to focus on and expand upon instead of painting yourself in a box. And we see this with astrology. We see it with numerology, human design, gene keys. Pretty much any system that we have can easily be used to identify with and try to conform to what it says about us. And in actuality, these are just tools to help us become more of who we are. They're just, like I said, they're guideposts to focus on. And then we can expand upon that. So when we don't do that, though, and when we act like our astrology chart, you know, we have to mold ourselves into whatever that says, it can kind of be bypassing in a way from the fact that, you know, it does take a spiritual journey to figure out who you are. It's an internal journey and there's no sidestepping that. So again, it's relying on something external to tell us more about our truth and who we are when in reality, all those answers exist inside of us because inside of us is where we access the Akashic records. The Akashic records are basically just like a library of anything that's ever existed and anything that ever will. So everything external from us has already been brought to us from somebody else that has gone inside and pulled out this information from the Akashic records, right? We don't want to keep ourselves stuck in just believing what somebody else has channeled pretty much. We want to find our own truth and it's okay to build on our truth by the use of all these incredible tools, but they can't be something to box us in from expressing our truest, fullest expression, right? So these are just a couple things that I was contemplating this morning when I was journaling, and I thought that it would be really useful to share it with you, my community, so that if you might be falling in one of these traps, that you can pull yourself out and recognize them so that you can truly feel fulfilled and feel whole and feel like your spirit is free, right? Because when we're stuck, when we're stuck in the shadows, when we're not connected to our higher purpose, we, our spirits feel oppressed. And I believe that that has a lot to do with why the world is the way it is right now. So the more that we can awaken to our higher potential and work through these shadows, you know, and do it gracefully, then we're going to see things transmute and manifest in a very rapid pace in the direction that we want them to go, right? We are all uniting together during these times and doing this work together is what's going to change this world, right? We're building new systems by doing this spiritual work. You guys are the change. All of this always starts inside first and the external world is always an expression of what's going on inside. So I hope that you guys have a beautiful rest of your week and I will talk to you guys on the next one. Hey, before you go, I wanted to offer you guys an opportunity to reach out to me to get your gene keys read to you so that you can begin working through these shadows that might be keeping you stuck from experiencing your wholeness and freeing your spirit. 
And if that's the case, then I would love to help you. I would love to help you do that. So reach out to me. There's multiple ways to do that. And I will link them in the show notes below. I look forward to talking to you soon.